You are listening to the Fretzelmania podcast on Anchor.fm. Hello, folks, and welcome to the Fretzelmania podcast. I am your host, Mr. Fretz. Uh, it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a few weeks. Um, first off, most importantly, happy birthday, Mom. I love you. You'll never hear this. I'm not sure you'd know what podcasts are, but yes, everyone, I called her already. It's her birthday. Mother Fretz, hope it's fantastic. Uh, in case you can't tell by the sound of my voice, I'm on the I'm on the mend from a really, really nasty bug I got last week. Excuse me. Um, I was going to record something last week, but at that point, I couldn't talk. I was running a fever. I was hacking up stuff. Uh, you know, uh, stuff that happens when you have a cold. So, on top of that, I have been switched over to the night shift. There's just been a bit of a a transition at my job and I'm just there to to help out. You know, I work for I work for family and I would do anything for my family. So this is just something to um to help in the meantime. And that's you know that's all I'm gonna say about that. So my upload schedule might be a little bit more sporadic. I might not do one a week. I might do one every couple of weeks. I've been actually working on a a blog on rantwithant.com about Kurt Angle. And I've been writing that since like the day after WrestleMania. So almost, almost a month I've been tinkering with it, but I put some more, some more work on it this morning. So maybe you'll see it in the next, in the next week. It just depends. Um, I haven't seen Endgame yet. I'm definitely going to be doing a podcast about it. So Lord willing, Knock on wood, I'm going to be seeing it Sunday. And it's going to be a Sunday matinee show. So, I don't know, 11.30 Sunday morning in a town of 20,000 people. They'll be in church or they'll be hungover. So it'll, it'll be Detsville, hopefully. <clears throat> so I've also, I'm going to be working on this month. It's it's already May. Like, I just realized that it is May. Um, so this month I'm going to be doing a an Owen Hart retrospective on both the blog and on here um, with the blessing of um, certain people. I'll, I'll stay with the, with the blessing of rant with aunt um, Anthony. Um, I'm going to be doing a fantasy booking. If Owen Hart didn't die. And I apologize if that is morbid to some, that's why I want to ask for the blessing of some people that, um, that I look up to in the wrestling podcasting uh, industry, well, quote unquote industry. Cause we all have, we all have day jobs. You know, this, this is our hobby. This is our passion. So I want, I, I read something about it on my blog last year and I really want to touch it up and not make it into a spectacle, but really like bring it to life because, you know, Owen Hart has always been uh, a favorite of mine. <clears throat> I mean, he became my favorite wrestler, sadly, after he passed away just based on everything, you know, I read and I hear about him being a joker and and just being a down-to-earth dad, a gentleman, a damn good in-ring performer, a damn good heel. 
excuse me, just everything about them. Uh, we'll be getting into June soon. So the first weekend in June, which I think is the 7th and the 8th, I'm going to be at uh, Niagara Falls Comic Con. So if you're there, please, please come find me and we'll, we'll hang out. We'll have a coffee. We'll have a beer. We'll chat and we'll meet, we'll meet people. Uh, I think it's going to be like the wrestling guests that are going to be there are Sergeant Slaughter, Ward Warrior Animal, Paul Orndorff, I think the Killer Bees. And because of the Saudi Arabia show, there was initially going to be an appearance by the Undertaker on Saturday, June the 8th. Unfortunately, his appearance has been moved to Sunday the 9th. And I'm stuck with a $180 photo op ticket that I paid for when it was initially on the Saturday. So here's hoping I can sell it. If you want it, uh, hey, just hit me up on Twitter at the legendary JF. Send me a DM. I'll sell it to you for a discount. <clears throat> so I just want to go over a couple of things here, like about what I've been thinking about certain things in wrestling today and just just for fun, because I haven't recorded anything in a long time. I'm going to go back in time to a retro review from Monday Night Raw from 20 years ago. Uh, Mance, gift of podcast. I promise you I'm not stealing your gimmick. I just wanted to record some content and kind of go back on the way back machine. Plus, I don't have the network, so I can't go back and watch this Monday Night Raw. Um, in Canada, the WWE network is just another channel on the satellite dish and it's not like your um uh, like the, the netflix type type thing that it is in the states hopefully and you know maybe there's rumor and innuendo out there that it'll eventually come to canada so when i buy a ps4 later this year because that's happening um <clears throat> i'll have something to watch on it and maybe i'll sign up for impact and, and whatever else so basically, the only thing I really want to cover on wrestling right now, well, besides there's two things, three things maybe, is Bray Wyatt. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I was watch in between watching Monday Night Raw and the uh, NHL playoffs. It was uh, when the Toronto Maple Leafs, my beloved Leafs, when they were still in and not kicked out, of a game seven at the hands of the Boston Bruins again. Excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, yeah, so I was watching Monday Night Raw and I was watching the on commercial. I mean, I was watching the Leafs game, the non commercials and intermission. I was watching Raw. And then I just kind of zoned out. I leaned back in my chair, I cracked open a beer and just, and just unwinded. And all of a sudden, I heard this, you know, something about da, 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 a friendship that will never, ever end. I'm sorry for my sick voice singing, but in walks Bray Wyatt in a Firefly Funhouse vignette. <clears throat> right away, I got like Mr. Rogers, Pee Wee Herman, and if you're Canadian and if you remember, Mr. Dress Up. Oh, I miss that show. Oh, Mr. Dress Up. Um, some of you folks will get it. Uh, Danny, Slack, 
uh, Nikki, maybe Canadian Canadian folks, you'll you'll get it. But it had all that kids show vibe, and you had the um, the puppets like Abby the Witch, Sister Abigail, um, Rambling Rabbit, uh, something else. Was there a talking chair? No, wait, that was Pee Wee Herman. And then it just. He's like, oh, I've been a bad boy, and I was punished for it. And if you see some of his non-deleted tweets, you'd see there's, I think there's some kind of dual personality thing there, because you had, he was covering his eyes with uh, with his hands, and you see hurt and heal. And you know what? What I got right away was um, some vibes from Majora's Mask. Now, I don't know where they're going for this. All that I know is that I love it. You have him as kind. It kind of has a cult leader vibe to it because he's, you know, he's this kids show. It's these puppets and things that are talking to him. And then this week's came up when he was uh, painting. So it was kind of like a, a Bray Bob Ross, Bray Ross, Bray Ross, say that 10 times fast while I have a drink. And he was painting. And then Rambling Rabbit came on and talked to him. And what we saw him painting was the Wyatt compound set on fire. Yes, we remember when Bray Wyatt was the WWE champion, I think. Two WrestleMania, two years ago now. Wow. Um, in his feud with Randy Orton and in that really, really bad whatever Wyatt compound match, you know, final deletion ripoff. And, you know, Randy Orton sets it on fire. So Bray painted the Wyatt compound on fire, but then he saw in the window was Abby the Witch. And then, you know, Abby the Witch comes up on here and it's just like, you know, the rabbit's like, I'm out of here. And it's, uh, oh, hey, what are you doing messing around the, the funhouse again? What did I tell you about that? I'm sorry, Abby. I'm sorry, sorry, Abby. I really am. And it's like, ah, okay whatever and it's like she's kind of a ex it's like abby the witch is kind of a i honestly thought he was gonna say bitch but i don't think you can cuss on a kid's show um <clears throat> like sociopath that's the word of the day and i read this theory uh i forget who it's from it might have been in the patreon chat slack it might have been you um, might have been Nate even. It was like the the Firefly Funhouse is is an illusion, a schizophrenic illusion that Bray Wyatt created, and he's actually at in the burning the burnt wreckage of the compound, doing this in his mind. 
And if that's the case, that's just, that's deep. And this whole kids show cult leader thing, it gives an even creepier vibe. When I remember that he had all, all the kids singing, he's got the whole world in his hands in his feud with John Cena. And I can't wait to see where they go with this. I I think it's going to have like a either a dual push personality, a schizophrenia vibe, uh, just wild. I can't I can't wait, folks. Um, <clears throat> again, I have to apologize for my sick voice. I really wanted to record something for you guys, for you folks. Um, all few of you who listen, if you're listening in on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, on anchor.fm and even on podcoin this isn't an infomercial for podcoin but if you sign up for it and i think there's a i might have a bonus code i actually haven't checked in a while but if you listen to my podcast on podcoin you get bonus currency and through hours and hours and hours of listening to other podcasts like i listen to mr warren hayes show i listen to Talking Simpsons, I listened to, you know, Steve Dangle, um, uh, you know, Attitude Era, all my usual podcasts. Sometimes I like to get them on PodCoin. And eventually over time, after probably a couple hundred hours of listening, you can trade in rewards. You can either, you can sign up for things like an Amazon gift card, Google Play, uh, this is American, so you have like Target and Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, come on, PodCoin, get some Tim Hortons on there, why don't you? So, yeah, listen to my thing on PodCoin, and that's that's that. That's not an infomercial. So, another thing I I saw on Twitter Tuesday night. Uh, shout out to Rachel Moon for sending this one out. John Moxley, the former Dean Ambrose. Uh, we saw a return to form for John Moxley. It looks like he's going back, reverting back to that gimmick. You know, of course, we saw him with the barb, barbed wire wrapped around his hands and the blood coming down. And I don't know where he's going. I mean, there was a little shot of the of the rolling of the dice in that video. So maybe he's going to AEW. Maybe he's going to be at Double or Nothing, which... I am all in on, pun intended. <clears throat> so there we go. The draft. Um, I know what my last episode was about the draft and just to further go further on it. Viking Raiders, like they're dead. They're done. Their career is already over on the main roster. I see no, I have no faith on the raw riding team for Ivar and Eric. Oh my gosh. And their heels. Like really, really. I'm not going to get into a rant about that. If you want to hear some really good rants, I suggest you listen to real honesty with John Ritland. I mean, watch cause he's on YouTube and doesn't have a podcast. John, release your stuff in audio, man. Uh, shout out to John and the Derbinator. Um, 
So then we saw some other supplemental characters being drafted. Like, oh, the Good Brothers are suddenly on Raw. Okay. Uh, Lars Sullivan's on SmackDown. And, uh, oh, the B-Team's on SmackDown. Okay. And they're going to take on Roman Reigns in a handicap match. So now they're heels. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah. That's about it, what I want to talk about wrestling currently um i'm gonna be watching money in the bank although it's on a holiday weekend and i'll be working i'll be busy i'll find time to watch it on my own and review it uh i still have to do my backlash reviews from april because this whole mess started in april actually just started after my birthday uh funnily enough um, happy belated birthday to me (laughs) so we got Yeah, I was going to do Backlash 2001 with Nate. I still might be doing it this weekend. Um, Nate, the effing great, Mr. Game Changer, if you hear this, uh, let's uh, let's do our Backlash review soon. (coughs) So, I'm going to be looking at here at at a Monday Night Raw from May 10th, 1999. Now, I'm basically going to do this from, well, a results page and and memory, because... From about 1997 till 2007 or 8, I watched Monday Night Raw exclusively every week. Although I did take a break for maybe about a month in 2006 after they did this utterly sacrilegious, bogus, offensive, stupid... HBK wrestling with God, uh, tagging with God. Now, I'm a Christian. I mean, I'm not preachy about it. I don't tell people that they're quote unquote sinners. Um, I don't do that. I just respect people. I'll treat you all with respect, even if you don't treat me with it. At least I'll try. Because that's all about, that's all we can do in life is try. Because we're not perfect. If we were perfect, we would still be in Eden. Okay. So, I, I was a new Christian at the time. So back then, I was like conservative, preachy, uh, talking down to people and and whatever. And that cost me some friendships. Uh, at the time. So I learned the hard way not to be a jerk with, uh, with my choice of faith. So I tapped out for about a month and I, I think I came back around the fake cane storyline with when Luke Gallo was dressed up as a fake cane and the May 19th. And okay. So I'm looking right now. I'm looking at this results page. Um, shout out, you know, thanks to TSN for airing Monday Night Raw during this time. Um, so May 10th, 1999, Monday Night Raw in Orlando, Florida. Apparently, tennis player Monica Sellis was in attendance for this event. So we start off with an in-ring promo by the Union. You know, the up yours, Shane. With Vince McMahon, Mankind, Tess, Ken Shermock, and The Big Show. Excuse me, three security guards in riot gear. Vince calling out Shane 
And then Shane comes out on the stage with the corporate ministry. Then Commissioner Shawn Michaels interrupts on the Titan Tron, announcing that Vince McMahon would be the second special guest referee for the Austin Undertaker title match at Over the Edge alongside Shane. So both McMahons refereed that main event. The lesser said about Over the Edge, the better. So Michaels announced a bunch of wacky matches for the night, and I remember watching this live, and I I thought it was funny as hell. Farouk would face Bradshaw in a lumberjack match in which the lumberjacks are members of the union. I wonder how this goes. Test versus the boss man in a nightstick match. There's a hardcore title feud for you. Briscoe and Patterson versus the Mean Street Posse in a Loser Leaves Town match. Shamrock versus China. Big Show versus Paul Bearer. And if any ministry member interferes, Taker loses his title shot. Cactus Jack versus Midian and Viscera in a handicap match. Women's champion Sable versus Deborah in an evening gown match. And if Sable fails to show, she is stripped of the title. Hmm. And then we have Austin Rock and Vince versus Triple H, Taker, and Shane. Michaels asked the union's three security guards to unmask. With one being Patterson, one being Briscoe, and the one being the special guest referee for the six-man tag main event, the commissioner himself, Shawn Michaels, because of course. <laughs> we see a Steve Blackman vignette. He was, um, <clears throat> pardon me again, I'm so sorry. Um, he was coming back from, from an injury at this point, and he was going to be the, um, he was going to be a heel. I remember because he was just taking everybody out. Like in King of the Ring 99, he takes out Shamrock. I'm going to be reviewing and rebooking that. And then we see a... Beaver Cleavage vignette. Yeah. Headbanger Mosh. Chaz as Beaver Cleavage. A gimmick that on TV lasted one week. Yep, not going there. So we have newly healed Billy Gunn fought tag team champion Kane to a no contest when Road Dog and X-Pac came out to help Kane because he was tied upside down on the ropes. <clears throat> and Mark Henry and D'Lo Brown get involved uh, into this schmoz. They were pulled away by officials and Kane and X and were chased backstage by Kane and X-Pac. Gunn was approached by a planted female fan who jumped out of the crowd and hugged Gunn before she was pulled away for her security. Okay. Uh, Big Show fought Paul Bear to a no contest when Show was jumped by the entire ministry after calling them out. And then he asked Shawn Michaels if he would rave the stipulation that barred the ministry from ringside after a look. Big Show had laid Paul Bearer out. Paul Bearer attempted to flee backstage, but was jumped by Michaels, who then joined the commentary team for a little fun. And then the union made the save, wheeling a bunch of two-by-fours. Ho! Deborah became the new women's champion by a reverse decision in a brawn panties match. Yet Sable initially won the match after Deborah became distracted by Val Venus. 
uh, Val is backing off from the cold baths because I don't speak ill of the dead. I don't, but Nicole Bass, ugh. you know, Michael Cole attempted to interview Sable in the ring with Shawn Michaels, who, who was doing commentary, you know, oh, s- tell Nicole Bass to step off, mister. Yeah, that joke doesn't fly in 2019. You know, instead, the woman that gets her evening ground taken off would be the winner. So Deborah was a champion, and of course, this gets the title off Sable so she can quit the company, and then sue, and then become an ter- international turd smuggler. Uh, Boss Van defeated Test in the nightstick match after hitting Test in the face with the nightstick when Test attempted a sunset flip. Ouch. And then moments prior to the finish, Boss Van used a second nightstick when the referee wasn't looking. Kind of shades of uh, William Regal and the power of the punch. <coughs> Cactus Jack, bang, bang. Defeated Viscera and Mating in a handicap match by pinning Viscera with uh, elbow off the apron with a chair. And then Cactus threw Viscera into the steel steps. That should be the other way around, isn't it? Uh, the Acolytes fought each other to a no contest in the Lumberjack match when Mating and Viscera entered the ring and tried to stop. Uh, big boss man came out to cool them down. Of course, this led to a temporary face turn, like literally one night face turn by the big boss man because it was one week he came out to the um, uh, serving hard time theme on Heat, and then the next night on Raw, he came out to the hard time theme again, but then said, I love you guys, and rejoined the corporate ministry. Boo! Uh, the union uh, comes out and they have a weapons brawl with the the ministry. Patterson and Briscoe defeat the Main Street Posse in a Loser Leaves Town match when Briscoe locked in the figure four and Patterson locked in the Boston Crab to both members. And notably, this is when Patterson and Briscoe started using Hulk Hogan's Real American as their theme music. I think that was just a big F you to Hogan, who was, of course, in WCW. So, yeah, Loser Leaves Town. The Mean Street Posse are gone, at least for a little while. Uh, Jeff Jarrett defeated Val Venus after hitting him with Deborah's title. Ken Shermock fought China to a no contest when Triple H and Shermock began fighting before the bout. Shermock drops Triple H and hits a belly-to-belly suplex on China before storming off. Upset, he was driven to the point where he would suplex a woman. So, Triple H put him in the zone and took it out on China, unfortunately. And then the six-man tag main event, Austin Rock and Vince defeated Taker Triple H in China. I mean, and, and Shane with China when Austin stunned Shane McMahon. Uh, Austin hit the stunner on Shane and a dazed Vince made the cover only for Austin to pull him off. He had a second stunner on Shane and covering himself because <clears throat> DTA, especially DTA, don't trust anyone, especially Vince. So yeah, May 10th, 1999, I was in 9th grade. I was a month and 11 days away from spinal fusion surgery. And, of course, you know the story about me being in the hospital and watching the heat prior to King of the Ring 99 in my hospital bed and almost watched and begging my nurse to order it, but we couldn't do it. 
And then when I was waiting for my ride home the next day in the hospital waiting room going on WWF.com, Billy Gunn? Really? Glad I missed that crap. So, yep, that's it for today. That was just this. I just wanted to give you a life update and go through a quick uh, retro review. I swear I'm going to be doing something different uh, soon. Um, yep, that, that's it for this one. I want to thank everyone for their well wishes. You know, I give a big shout out to the Kings of the Rings and the Rant with Ant Patreon chats for just being awesome, supportive friends. You know, Nate the and Great, Rachel Moon. Uh, you know, Will, you know, Will and uh, Dusty Dave and King Ricky. Ant, oh, I did some trivia with Ant a couple of weeks ago on his podcast. So if you go on the rant with Ant, I think even YouTube page, you'll find me there doing doing wrestling trivia. I forgot that I did that. It's been, it's been a blur. Uh, Night Shift Brain is just, ugh. So thanks again. You can follow me on Twitter at the legendary JF. You can find this podcast, F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania, on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Spotify, Anchor.fm, and on Podcoin. Listen on Podcoin, and you'll get bonus currency to go towards your gift cards. Um, soon, I'm going to be finishing off my Kurt Angle blog. I'm going to be turning that into a podcast. I'm going to be doing some Owen Hart stuff this month, and hopefully doing a couple of things with Nate the F and great on the game changer network. Thank you very much, folks. I love you. God bless you. Good night.